Hey, listeners, it's Karen and Laura. Now, it's no surprise that everyone has times where they don't feel good. But why do we accept that this is just the way it is? Now, in this Talk It Out, I'm going to be vulnerable and we're going to welcome you to join me on this journey of starting to feel better. So awesome. So I know that there's been some stuff happening lately. So maybe if you could just start at the beginning, what's going on? When did you notice what's what's happening? Well, I think the first thing probably is I didn't notice mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. Probably life is busy um, and we feel tired or I feel I feel I feel I feel tired. And it's one of those things that I just accepted. I felt tired. And I probably felt, and I probably way would describe it as not being myself. For I'm looking at now probably, I think, about a year of not feeling like myself. Wow. So it's been a while. And obviously things change over that period of time. Mm-hmm. And... Through listening to books, I mean, reading books, listening to podcasts. I also listen to audio books, so maybe that's why I listen to books too. Um, I have, and talking to friends. Okay, so that comes in here too. My eyes were opened to the idea of that I'm that certain time of life where hormones change, this title that people give of perimenopause. Mm-hmm. and where you are in that and I was very intrigued by the fact that menopause as a topic is not widely taught to physicians when they're in medical school even OBGYNs who it's in their realm of speciality don't seem to know huge amounts on this topic and Whilst I've been exploring these ideas with different people, not professionals at this point, there was just the idea of like people just said, oh, that's just your age. That's just the way that you're going to feel. And I accepted that to start off with until I couldn't accept it anymore because I started to feel less, even less like myself probably. And that has now brought me to a point where I am now excited to be at a point to do something about it. So, I mean, you took us on just a kind of a quick synopsis there. So I'd like to unpack that a little bit. Yep. So when, when you said you you didn't notice it Mm -hmm. or you were accepting that you were just, Tired. What what kind of stories did you tell yourself during that time of why you felt that way? I probably probably blamed how I felt on being tired. Just life is busy. I was just living busy life, and I just felt tired. Probably part of it 
This is why I love coaching. When you start to unpack something, you realize things that you don't even know, you haven't even thought of yourself. But now I'm realizing probably I didn't want to tell anybody I didn't feel right because I probably perceived it that I was being weak. That not feeling right, who wants to hear that Karen doesn't feel good? And she doesn't feel like herself. So I probably didn't say anything and therefore pushed it to the, swept it under the carpet. And I just thought, this is life. This is me. This it must be my age, mid-40s. This is just what happens. And the thought went through my mind. Oh, my gosh, if this is what I feel like when I'm 45, what earth am I going to feel like when I'm 90? Wow. And I think I just blamed everything on that that this is just what getting older is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that our busy lifestyles and possibly the fact that we don't even have time to get into good conversation is another reason why we don't talk about it? Like, we don't want to burden somebody with the fact that we don't feel good because they're busy. They don't have time to talk about it. They have their own yeah. things going on. I think it's, yes, I think hugely because, I mean, from personal experience, I know that I don't want to unload on people mm-hmm. because I know that everybody has stuff going on. Mm -hmm. and maybe this is just a bit of who I am Mm -hmm. but I am always the person that people unload on Karen doesn't do the unloading Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am the receiver Mm -hmm. of that and not the the dealer out (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I think for me I am the rock that everybody else would come to and tell things to and not be the person to share. Mm-hmm. I will share with the right person, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. share with just anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely the fact that we that we are that we are busy and everybody's got their own stuff going on mm-hmm. definitely contributes to not sharing that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that being vulnerable is scary Mm. and then I know it doesn't in my rational brain it doesn't make people think any less of you Mm -hmm. but my irrational part of my brain thinks nobody wants to hear you moaning Mm. so don't share Mm -hmm. let me ask you this In and, and maybe even just with this situation, how does it feel? How do you feel? What are your feelings around not sharing this, like keeping it all to yourself versus a moment when you did get vulnerable and share it with someone? Can you contrast those two feelings? Yeah, not sharing is lonely mm-hmm. and it's isolated. Mm-hmm. And 
it was somebody, other people being vulnerable with me gives me permission. And you're one of these people that gave me permission and other people do that. If other people share, it gives you the opportunity to say, yeah, it's okay for me to share too. I can think of three people who I had early conversations about this and just hearing other people saying, hey, I did, I felt like you feel now. Um, there are things that you can do to change that. You should do it. And everybody was adamant that they wish they had done it sooner to feel better rather than just accepting it as just it is what it is. But part of life being busy is that you put things on a back burner. There's mm-hmm. other more pressing things to do. There's other ways to spend your time. There's other ways to spend your money. And it's very easy to prioritize other people in your life over, over yourself until something lines up. And I I can't really even think what the precipitating factor was. I think I just got to a point recently where I just felt so tired and not sleeping and waking up in the night with anxiety and just not how I wasn't enjoying myself how I felt I am very I will keep going I think I've I've had lots of strong women role models in my life of women who just keep going and I don't give in and I don't give up and but one day I was just like this I shouldn't be feeling this isn't right and if I've heard from other people that there are things that I can do to make myself feel better then I owe it to myself to do it so going from lonely and isolated to knowing that there's other people out there that have gone through something similar are going through something similar Mm -hmm. and feeling maybe a little bit of relief, a little bit of hope. Yeah. But then what was it that made you say, all right, I'm going to address this. I'm going to, I'm going to take action. What moved you from, you know, yeah, there's these things out here, there's other people to, all right, I'm taking the first step. I think there were a couple of incidents, not incidents, but circumstances that led to get to that point. The first one was that I listened to a podcast by Mel Robbins (laughs) that she did a few months ago, and it was called PMS to Menopause. And she talked to a physician, a lady called Dr. Amy Shah, and I was fascinated by how the physician, she talked to, she just gave descriptions and her descriptions of how hormones work mm-hmm. and how it's like a highway system in your body and the hormones of the cars taking the messages to different parts. And even though I have a scientific <laughs> dental school background and have been taught all this stuff and how it works in a scientific way hearing it in a very in layman's terms Mm -hmm. 
really helped to paint the picture of, of the system. And I think also a few months ago, I started going to Pilates a couple of times a week. And I'd, before that, I'd only been exercising at home on my Peloton. And I probably realized that from what was said on Mel Robbins' podcast, Dr. Amy Shah shared about the sort of exercise perimenopausal and women in their mid-40s and 50s should be doing. And it wasn't just pure cardio. And I've heard the thing that, oh, yeah, strength training is good and this. But at home, I hadn't put myself in to do that. Anyway, I started going to Pilates. I've kind of become a bit addicted to Pilates. But I'm noticing a difference for the first time in a very long time that I actually feel better when I get up and go out and do Pilates. I wish I had more time to go and do it more often, but I still want to go out and walk my dog and he likes the dog walks. So I can't go to Pilates every day. But I think it was a combination of noticing that I could improve how I felt a little bit, showed me that I could then gain even more if I addressed other parts of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And I think just doing the exercise and listening to somebody on a podcast was good, but I was really interested to know even more about me and specifically about what is going on in Karen's system mm-hmm. as to why does she not feel so right. good. So I think well, it right, was, it's super individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every, you know, one thing doesn't work for everybody and everybody's, Everybody's biochemistry is so different mm-hmm. that that got me to a point with a, and then I had a, just a chance meeting mm-hmm. at the weekend where I met another physician and a lady who is a women's health hormonal expert. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, it was just almost some sort of intervention in that moment that, that was meant to happen. I was meant to meet her. Mm-hmm. And I was meant to start on a journey of discovering what is it? Like, what's the key to this puzzle? Mm -hmm. And even just the fact that I've signed up for her program, it's called Hormonal Harmony. And even just knowing that I'm at that point, and we love harmony in the mint door. That's one of our favorite words. So it all kind of fits together. But I'm now just, even now, my mindset about this is different because I'm excited about the potential mm-hmm. and just those small things just make it feel it's manageable you're not out there on your own there is somebody that can help you there is somebody that's going to have a look at all these mm-hmm. you know intricacies of what's going on mm-hmm. so yeah that's me at the start of this mm. uh, journey that's awesome uh, you, number one thanks for sharing because this is kind of a vulnerable topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish it wasn't, um, though. I know, right? We should just be talking about it all because the time. Because this is as normal as... If you think back to when you were younger and in the days when we were having babies, mm-hmm. you can pick up a thousand and one different texts and information about being pregnant. Mm-hmm. If and people talk teenage, about it all the time. Yeah. 
It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's normal. As a teenage girl, equally, there's lit, there's stuff out there about starting your period. And it's it's not a topic, but somehow this getting towards the end of your fertile life, it's like, yeah, let's push this under the rug. And yeah, it's just normal. You're going to feel like this just because that's who you are right now. And I just wish that maybe being vulnerable and talking about it just helps other people say, hey, I can talk about it too. And I don't need to feel that way. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And if I could reflect, I love, you know, way back in the beginning of your journey here, you took a a few actions that anybody could take that are really simple. Mm -hmm. You know, listening to a podcast, Mm -hmm. varying up your exercise routine or your your diet or your you know how you go to sleep at night like you know Mm -hmm. those are little things little pieces of action that you can baby steps that you can start taking and that led you to where you are now in a program with a specialist that is has dedicated you know, her expertise to this. Yes. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been in that position to sign up for the program had I not done those other pieces first, Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have known that's what I wanted or needed or was right for me. So it was those little pieces that would have been the the key Mm -hmm. to, to getting to that point. And I think had I not met her, I probably would have followed the advice in the book and tried to make adaptations to my diet for myself. Mm-hmm. So I may have, I may get to this, I may have got to the same point, mm-hmm. but it would have been much more self-guided. So you could do it either way. Yeah. So now that you're here and you're mm-hmm. excited and, and you have hope, for a a better future, you have a path and and you don't necessarily know the final destination, but you, you know, you're on the path. Mm -hmm. So here you are now, what advice would you give somebody that's maybe ignoring these feelings right now? My advice would be deep down, you know, when you don't feel like yourself, Mm -hmm. But you have to give yourself the opportunity to hear what your body is telling you, because I think you can easily, it's too easy to block it out. Mm-hmm. And it's too easy to say, this is just me. This is just life. It's busy. I'm stressed. I've got this going on. And it always, and it makes me think back to a question that we have asked our coaching clients in the past. That is that, and it's one of my favorite questions that if in six months time, you are still in the same position that you're in today. How would you feel? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is, well, I still wouldn't feel very good and maybe I'd feel worse. Mm-hmm. So that would be the question that I would get people to, first of all, maybe ask yourself, give yourself the opportunity to hear your, what your body is telling you. And then ask yourself the question okay now I'm hearing that message if in six months time I felt this way how would I how would I feel about that Mm -hmm. and then you've got your answer 
that is the uh, driver to, okay, now it's time to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think so. Awesome. Great advice. Well, I I hope that as you continue your journey, we can have another talk it out where we find out how it's going yeah, and what you learn. I'm excited to discover what's going on under the surface. Yeah. Lift up the hood and see what's going on. Yeah. Get a full, <laughs> a full service and there's... <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for sharing and walking us through that. And we hope that as you listen to this, you find some encouragement Mm -hmm. and know that we're always here for you to have a conversation. So if there's ever a time that you would like to talk it out, just let us know. You can find all our information on our website, themintdoor.net. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you on the next episode of the Mint Door Podcast. Bye. Bye.